welcome to episode 14 of the Saddlecast with myself, Glyn Price, and this week I'm joined by not just Ollie Warner. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good, good. And we're also joined by a guest this week, uh, Aid Plimmer, who joins us for the first time this season. Uh, nice to have you back, Aid. Yeah, great. Thanks for the invite, guys. Yeah, we wish it was under better circumstances. <laughs> yeah, do you remember the last time we were all sat here, we were all dreaming, weren't we, and mm. trying to keep uh, keep our emotions in check? And yeah, uh, here we are again, sat here, trying to keep our emotions in check. In so a slightly like different way, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, completely the opposite, isn't it, Ollie? And um, yeah, very up and down week for all, the, for all the big steps forward, maybe a, a bit of an undermining Oxford. So it's, it's quite another week where it's a bit difficult to put a finger on exactly what's going on. But I think that... Um, we certainly feel maybe a tide turning again, Ollie. I don't know whether you feel the same way. Yeah, I think it's been an interesting week. I think it's fair to say there's plenty of us to discuss. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's been an emotional week. And yeah, from the, from the highs the highs of Tuesdays to the lower Saturday. So it'd be great to get AIDS view on it because obviously we haven't heard AIDS view in terms of where we are after Barnsley. And also then obviously his AIDS impression of Saturday. So yeah, it'd be great yeah. to get AIDS view on, on where we stand. Obviously everyone's quite clear, particularly where I stand on ASCII. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting week and yeah, a lot, a lot of food for thought, I think, to kind of get into. Yeah, good stuff. I think the best thing to do is uh, let's crack on reviewing the games and start with Barnsley. Been easy for Chelsea defensively, has it? From these corners, some big lads. Shrewsbury Town. The usual suspects wait. Oh, and Grandison was up, and it's in! How about that for instant impact? Andy May in the substitute. So the first game this week was the encouraging 3-1 victory over Barnsley with uh, goals from Greg Doherty, Ollie Norburn and Luke Waterfall, of all people, um, putting the cherry on the cake. Uh, a response for Barnsley on 49 minutes for Elliot Pilnick. Um, in front of 5,587 town fans, I think probably about 850-odd from Barnsley. So, yeah, less than 5,000 town fans there on a, on a Tuesday night. But I suppose that's reasonably normal, actually. There wasn't really much of a drop-off from comparable games, so we can't really can't really point to that so far. But... Yeah, interesting, Ollie, was the team selection because we obviously changed the team and the formation quite significantly from the, the, the sort of game against Sunderland. So I'll, I'll just run through the team and then I'll sort of fire it over to you guys really about what you thought about the, the team selection. But um, yeah, Coleman and goal and then a back five of Emmanuel, Bolton, Waterfall, Beckles and Haynes. Um, obviously no Sadler was an interesting one. And then Grant playing in, in front of the back three and then Laurent and Doherty just in front of him with Angle and Faye up front. So I suppose, Aid, I'll start with you in terms of, of, of the, the formation there when you went in. You know, after what had happened at Sunderland, you were expecting a change, but was that kind of what you thought, thought we'd go with with the injuries that we had? Yes, apart from one obvious submission yep. that was Sadler. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll probably come and talk about Luke Waterfall later. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that, you know, the formation is right. It looks balanced. Uh, it gives us uh, enough cover at the back. It allows the wing-backs to bomb on. I think Haynes is a, a better wing-back than a defender. So, brilliant. Well done on that. Uh, obviously, that then means you've got to drop uh, Wally and um, yep. and um, Gilead. But, at the end of the day, I think Wally had got an injury anyway. Yes, he? he's out for two months, that, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me looking at it, I thought, oh, yeah, brilliant, apart from the obvious guy in the centre of yeah. the defence. And I, I remember reading some of your tweets and stuff, Ollie. You were pretty much raging when you saw Sadler wasn't starting, weren't you? I was surprised um, <laughs> in terms of yeah, in terms of the guy who I would drop. It wouldn't have been Sadler. I guess one thing you could say maybe you know maybe his his legs have been tired and he has played a lot of games. So I think there maybe is something in that. But yeah, I was disappointed to see um, Sadler um, um, not being dropped um, and Waterfall starting, which is for me yeah was kind of a bit of an odd choice. And he seems to have kind of yeah, he's, Waterfall seems to be his main man. 
Well, when we looked at the game against Sunderland, you could have pinned the goals on Waterfall and Beckles, couldn't you, obviously? And it was, seemed very odd that he he was the one that got dropped. And, um, yeah, if it was for fitness, you, you hear other things that have gone on, but we can't really talk about that too much. But, yeah, it was a bit of an odd one, wasn't it? But, as it turned out, at the end of the day, it was, it was a, an argument to be said that he got things right at this game. So, you know, we must sort of put some praise where we can, I suppose, this week. And um, in terms of the lineup and, and the, the formation, I suppose it worked out quite well. So I was there um, in my usual spot and actually took uh, Milad, um, Ollie, to his first Tuesday night game under the lights oh, wow. at the Meadow. Fantastic experience. And obviously we won as well. Um, so, you know, I remember walking home with him through the dark because he wanted to walk home in the dark. And he just turned to me and as we were about five minutes from home and said, this has been the best night ever, Dad. And oh, I was yeah. like, you know what? You know, every, everything that's gone on this season, how bad it is, it's good that football could still kind of bring my, my family together like that and my little lad raise a smile so yeah this was a good night for me to be honest with you, in terms of in terms of my overall feelings about football but um yeah there was it was a few there was a few good things to look at wasn't there Ollie? so do you want to run through the game yeah sure so obviously if you kind of alluded to um, you know we scored three goals so that was a big positive um, yeah. and the first goal came really early so two minutes um yeah ball in the box by Emmanuel. Yep. Um, fake and Pete, he gets the ball, um, passes to Doherty, who fires at home. So very kind of yeah, kind of kind of route one kind of style of play. But yeah, great to get the ball to Doherty, who fires home, and yeah, he he doesn't. He always takes his chances. He, he, I think at the point at the end of this game, I put a thing on Twitter saying that he'd be scored in four, three of the four wins we've had this season. It does show you when he scores, it's quite important. And you know, he's obviously been in and out of the team a little bit, which has surprised me. But when he plays, he, he certainly always normally looks a cut above sometimes, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And- no, I think we're very lucky to have him. Um, it, it was interesting we're going to Oxford game, but he, he maybe wasn't on it at Oxford. No. But Barnsley, yeah. I, I mean, we looked going forward. We looked a bit of a unit. We looked mm. a bit of a threat for mm. once, didn't we? Yeah, and he certainly is the, the spark, really, isn't he? And it's, it's seen it even the games he's come on, like off the bench at Fleetwood, where he brought on a little bit of drive. He's certainly one of those players that we really need at the moment. And... Um, yeah, it is difficult talking about this game as, as we're going to keep saying. There's the spectre of Oxford above it because it's just so di- sort of the opposite of what we were talking about now. But yeah, Doc Doc was good, and the other midfielders contributed as well, didn't they, Ollie? Yeah, they did. And Town had a lot more bite in this game. It was a completely different kind of team. We were pressing better. We were doubling up really well. Uh, and Barnsley were not threatening at all going forward. And yeah, it was interesting. And for me, is also there's a kind of different edge to town in this game. There was a lot of nibbles and pulls. And yeah, there was one point where Emmanuel kind of walked about a third of the pitch, really <laughs> starting to wind the Barnsley manager up. And obviously, I know what happens later in the game. So um, obviously, I couldn't attend this game. I watched. Um, I was listening to it from, oh, yeah, uh, from the there, Netherlands. Yes. But then I watched the whole game back um, on the weekend. I did watch the whole game back. So it's been interesting to kind of watch. Um, yeah. And obviously, I knew that the manager got sent off later on so I was obviously just kind of watching for that and it's quite funny we start winding them up from basically like the first minute yeah, I mean, I can't, I'm not sure where it was in the agenda. I can't even really remember it was in the game, but there was a particular tackle that their manager seems to have been massively outraged by where Grant clobbered into one of their players. And at the, on the time, it didn't look too bad, to be honest with you. It just looked like any other challenge, but apparently the guy's out for a long time, which you know you don't want to see, really. But yeah, so I can understand why their manager was getting a bit under the collar if the, the, the reports of that injury had sort of started to filter through to him on the line. But I think there was a lot more going on there. And yeah, I, I like the fact that Town had a bit of a bit of a bite to him. They, they've, they've needed that for a while now. They've been a bit soft this season. Yeah, so Aid, what's your view on that? So obviously, you've watched most of the games. Have you been a bit disappointed by kind of lack of kind of bite and kind of effort from the players and the way we, we play? <laughs> I, I think that would be an understatement. <laughs> um, without trying to, you know, oh, look, it, 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 it's been disappointing, hasn't it? And yeah. the, the trouble is, and again, we'll probably allude to it with Oxford and afterwards, you know, 
spoilt last season. We keep using this spoilt word, but we we've realised how good that team was last mm. season, and now we realise just probably how bang average this team is, despite what we've been saying. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the, it, there was more closing down, wasn't it? There was a bit more passion yep. on Tuesday. I thought Barnsley were bang average, though. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I oh. thought they, they threw in an awful performance, and we, for once, capitalised on it. Yeah, when we actually scored the goals at the right times as well for us, which we've just not been doing this season. And it was interesting that Barnsley on Saturday struggled to a 1-0 win over Bristol Rovers at home. So they're clearly going through a bit of a rough patch at the moment. Um, obviously, they got back on track with the three points on Saturday. But yeah, they, they didn't. It was weird because it's another one of those games where I've not seen a team that were very, you know, <laughs> that were blowing us away like we've been saying all season. Um, and it was, you know, like Sunderland, one of the better teams in the division, which is just, it was odd up until Tuesday night. I was still trying to get my head around where League One was on Tuesday night, Ollie. Yeah, it's a bit confusing, isn't it? Well, maybe we'll do a bit of a kind of a summary of the game when we get to end of it because yeah. it is a it's 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 a big question to ask in terms of yeah where we kind of stand so yeah it's a it's difficult so maybe just worth kind of go through the details and let's yeah, have yeah. that big discussion so um, in terms of it didn't take us like too long um, to get a second goal which is quite encouraging um, so 23 minutes a long ball to Faye from, from from a Grant tackle up to Angle to Norburn who shoots and it's deflected over the keeper so it was kind of like a you know in terms of yeah again the Oxford game this is a complete contrast <laughs> two decent attacks a bit of luck and we're 2-0 up and completely kind of kind of imagine Barnsley were a bit gobsmacked at this point um, and they probably really didn't expect to be 2-0 down after 23 minutes certainly not and, and Norburn's been been threatening a goal hasn't he every now and again he, he's obviously got this good long shot and he there was a game a few weeks ago we were talking about it where he kept punching the turf when he wasn't quite getting him right and so maybe he just needed that one deflection it might set him on, sort of on a better road in terms of his finishing from range but yeah good to see another midfielder chipping in as well with the, with the strikers not scoring too many this season but yeah 2-0 you still felt, you know, even though we were playing well, and you've got to say they did play very well in that first half, and not just the attacking unit, but we'd given the defenders quite a bit of credit for the Sunderland game, Ollie, when we talked yeah. about that the other day, and, you know, particularly how we were closing up, and, and but I thought the defence were really good in terms of, of threatening and, and closing down and just taking the space away from the sort of very dangerous attackers that Barnsley had. And I think having three centre-backs always helps. You know, you, you're sharing the work of two between three. Um, but, you know, they didn't really put a foot wrong in any of the centre-backs in this game, to be honest with you. Yeah, so what was your kind of overriding kind of thought and kind of emotion at half-time? Um, yeah, I, I clapped them off. <laughs> I, I was pleased. I thought, oh, OK, mate, maybe. Is this the start mm. of it? Is this the start of ASCII and the team going forward? So I went downstairs, but there was just this nagging doubt in the back of my mind that, yeah, I could see Barnsley really up in it in the second <laughs> half. We'll drop off after 60 minutes like we normally do, and uh, we were going to lose the game. And uh, I guess when we come out the second half and Barnsley scored, um, yeah, you know, there, there was a thought in my head that here we go. My, my main worry, Ollie, was the same thing we were talking about for a few weeks, which is, We've been playing well for 45 minutes and they're not playing well for 45 minutes. Whether that been the first half was good and the second half bad or the other way around. So you felt like we've had our good half and we're 2-0 up now. So we've just got to ride out our rubbish half and we should at least get a point out of this. And and it's not unfair for us to be you know cup half full with the way the season's been going. But yeah, when they got their one back, it did start to, to, to sort of turn it a little bit. But I don't know, what did you feel? Yeah, I thought when we conceded, it's very obviously very chuffed we were 2-0 up. Um, and obviously all the reports coming through everyone was pretty chuffed. Yeah. Um, and then when they scored, um, so they kind of came out, didn't they? They had a, they had a few um, long-range efforts. Um, yeah, they Tarrant. really came at us. Yeah, and then Barnsley just kept them up, came coming at us. 
and then they scored and yeah it was it was a deep cross we couldn't clear it and turned in from close range and yeah it was a yeah not a great goal to concede no. and that just made me feel oh no <laughs> oh no this how's how's this game turned now obviously we heard all the reports about Barnsley being one of the better sides in the division and when they scored I was I was a bit worried about the rest of the game because there was plenty of time to go at this point. It was they scored after forty nine minutes. Yeah, they, they and but they'd been so poor in the first half that I still you know you still and the way we were playing, you still fancied us on the break even or, or to to mm. put a few good attacks together. And the thing that was quite positive about when they scored was the town crowd stayed with it. Yeah, um, and were really supportive at that point. And so you know it was it was good. There was plenty of support for them to kind of keep it up because we knew how important this win would be. Even a point against Barnsley would probably have been de- decent considering where we were. Yeah, and to be fair, I think the players did react after that goal. They certainly. They certainly kept going, Ollie, and they certainly kept pushing on to try and get that next goal. And um, yeah, I thought I thought that in general, after they scored, we kind of got back in control of the game. Aid, I don't know about you. Yeah, it was interesting. I think again, we showed a little bit more fight. But it's like Barnsley, I think, turned up last Tuesday and just expected to make us roll over. Yeah, and they didn't, no, did they? No. Uh, and you know, they they play some pretty football, but wasn't effective and we seemed to dig deep and we really battled and uh, we got our just desserts mm, we did you put in the agenda here about a bad foul on Doherty that, that one looked you know similar to what Grant's did for me on the night but again it, it looked a bit worse on the replays Ollie so yeah it was frustrating to this point because this is what was apparently had a bit of an impact on Doherty on Saturday because he got a gash leg in this tackle ah ok uh, interesting so yeah so that was one of the reasons why apparently he was substituted on Saturday um, but yeah we were fighting a bit weren't we we were under pressure so there was a super block from Haynes on the line yes that was good um, and then obviously then there was a bit of a surprise we went to a back four didn't we which what was how did that how did that go down in the stadium <laughs> I don't know it was a bit it was a bit <laughs> I don't know it wasn't like anyone booed or anything it was just a bit of I think this sort of general feeling of worriness comes over everybody because when we played, uh, you know, a back four, a four four two, whatever we, we sort of went to, then everyone sort of said that we were left a bit exposed. But I don't know, it, it didn't. I don't think it really. We, we were kind of controlling the game just before we made that change. Anyway, it wasn't as open with with Barnsley coming forward. So I, I don't know. It didn't didn't really fuss, fuss me that change in this game, Ollie. Aid, what was your view? Yeah, about the same really. I thought, oh, here we go. What's he trying now? <laughs> type thing. But we we seemed to kick on, didn't we? Yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. We didn't it definitely of... worked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely worked. The diamond worked, and yeah, it wasn't. You no, know, it wasn't like you know we kind of like rode the storm, and kind of for me, it was one of the few times that Askey's made a great tactical change, um, and then it wasn't too long until yeah, um, Waterfall scored um, from looping header, great timing, um, <laughs> and kind of yeah, put the game to bed, didn't it? It was good. It was one of those moments in the stadium, Ollie, where you know when when you saw who scored up to sort of clinch the game, and everyone's you know, let's be fair, Luke Waterfall's probably been the pariah this season, and not had very many days good days at the office um and and it's sort of been the one that people point their fingers at first but for, you know fair, pantomime villain yeah a little bit he has been a bit crap as well Ollie, though. um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah for him to pop up with that important goal was, was good for him i suppose and again like we keep saying you thought that might be the thing that kicks yeah. everybody was sort of trying to look at the positives and think this will be what kicks us on you know we're going to see a different luke waterfall now you know he's going to be the leader he's going to He'd had that chance with Sadler drop to show himself as a leader. He had the captain's armband. You know, was this the thing that would kick him on? Sounds like it wasn't at Oxford, but um, you know, at that point in time, it seemed like everything was sort of coming up Askey, didn't it? Yeah, it was. It was one of those uh, a bit of a perfect storm in terms of our performance, and yeah, for me, and that's where obviously then you, you take into context like Saturday, and it's maybe kind of go back to think about how well did we do and. This just a question. I don't know. I can't really answer this question because it's, it's you know it's a it's just a, th- a thought. It's a theory. You know, were Shrewsbury good on Tuesday, or were just Barnsley really poor? 
A bit of both. Yeah. A I bit agree. of both, to be fair. I think, both. having sat and watched it, Ollie, they, they played well, but Barnsley didn't play very well. So, you know, yeah. you can only beat what's put in front of you, can't you? And they did they did all they needed to do on, on the Tuesday night game. And I think it's a little bit about context of both games, isn't it? You can look at the score, you can take, you know, the story, and we kind of described the game. Sometimes that early goal seems like to have given us a bit of confidence yep. and seems to have shocked Barnes who probably expected probably to maybe you know get a three to get three points we just look we just look much better going forward I think the pace of angle uh, sorry the pace of Faye alongside angle was pretty different Ollie and, and we've been saying on the podcast you don't play angle with Holloway and you don't play angle with the shop you pay him you play him or one of those other two with Faye and that if you're going to play two, that's got to be the two. And, and I know that it didn't work at Fleetwood where he pulled it off early and it, everything went awry, but that was more because we were playing 4-4-2. In the, in the formation we started with in this game, you can afford to have those two players up front. It kind of works better. Um, and I thought Faye was good. And I, I, I'll come to my top three in a minute, but I had, I had Angle in my top three. You know, I know he didn't score again, but his work rate was was Carlton Morris esque on on that particular game. You know, from from last season as a comparison, you know, Carlton didn't score too many, but he's, he did good link up play. He came deep quite a bit. He was in the box when he needed to be. Just couldn't quite get on the end of things. But I thought in terms of his work rate, him and Fay, the 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 press that we had in that game, which has been the best it was for weeks, it, it really started from the front. You know, and we were so solid defensively because, as you say, they were not letting them get out. They were chasing them around all over the pitch. And to be yeah. fair, they work really hard the front too. Yeah, I agree with that, Glenn. I thought, you know, I thought they looked really positive and mm. they, they showed some energy. Uh, and you just thought, okay, maybe. Yeah. Maybe no. Yeah. Here we go. This is it. Lift off. This is this is the time, isn't it? So there we go. Yeah. But in, in what you say, Ollie, is, you know, were Barnsley not very good? We always try and do an overall view of Barnsley and, and looking at who their best player is. Best player again for me. I mean, I don't watch Barnsley all the time, but they didn't look very good. Any of them, to be honest with you, it was. I think there was a lot of solid players in there, but no, no one really stood out to me, Ollie. So I couldn't say he was the best player. And, and I say my overall view of Barnsley was pff, they, they had an they must have had an off night because considering they won or drawn pretty much every game and, and not lost that many this season, that 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 performance could not be reflective of how they've been playing this season. No, and they're, 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 and that's the thing. That's the thing that's supposed most surprising is that, you know, we mentioned last week the D three B four podcasts were, you know, who cover League One and Two. They were both very, they were very complimentary Barnes in saying they're their tip to win the league, and I was shocked. Yeah, they yeah. came back. They came back this week and won one nil against the poor Bristol Rover side. Um, so they got back to winning ways. You know, they beat a good um, Luton side. Yep. Um, so that was a good result for them. So, yeah, it's it's for me. It just seemed a bit of a, an odd odd result for them. Mm. Uh, I, I tweeted the guys from the D3, D4 podcast at halftime saying I thought you guys said this lot were good they're rubbish and he was like I'm pretty shocked <laughs> but you know you still got 45 minutes to play I was like oh yeah fair enough um, and then we were 2-1 down and you may be regretting yeah, what you said I think you sent me a message 2-1 <laughs> um, <laughs> but there we go so top threes uh, you and Aid have gone for the same so you run through your top three and then Aid can add anything to it but go on yeah so I went Doherty first I think he was just like yeah star man on, uh, on Tuesday Grant was just classic and again also very cheeky in terms of winding the opposition up and you know, doing the clever things and you know slowing the game down and winning free kicks, he was great. And I thought Emmanuel put in a good shift. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he played really well. He was up and down. He was offering both from a defensive point of view and an offen- offensive point of view. I think he was really, really effective. And yeah, I thought he had a good game. I think he's sneaking into more top threes, Emmanuel, over the weeks recently. We've had him in a few, and, and he's not quite getting man of the matches. But his consistency is something to be quite impressed with, isn't it? Aide? Yeah, he's looking good, isn't he? Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I, I was really pleased with uh, his attacking prowess. Mm. I thought that really looked good. Defensively, he's still got a bit of a question mark about him. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I thought he had a good game. More to come from him, I think, yeah. Um, I went for Doherty and Grant first and second as well. I think it was, yeah, we've talked about Doherty, he just was the driving force throughout the whole game. Um, probably his best performance in a shoes potential, I thought. He's not had too many more than that. And um, 
interestingly, there's all these rumours now about whether we're going to be able to keep him past January and the recall clause that Rangers have got. So I'm quite glad for him to put a stinker in like Oxford every now and again. They might let him stay, so that's fine. Um, and then I had Grant second, who we didn't really talk about either. But um, yeah, he, he just sees stuff that other players don't see when it comes, in terms of coming and covering the game and covering off attacks that are coming against us. And, and yeah, he's, he's certainly been the standout so far this season for me. And again, was, was quality. And I've been thinking about this. You know, it's no surprise that Grant is now starting to run away with our um, player of the season for the salop cast he's been getting most of our votes just so you know aid um and i was thinking you know he's a player that played league one consistently for the last few years and as much as we can say we're trying to bring these players through and some of them are hit some of them are miss uh, you know having players who know league one it just proves it to me grant that if you get a player that knows league one it's worth its weight in gold hang on league one ready players yeah well <laughs> well this one worked you know there we go um but I think it does. You do need that experience of this level. But not every player, but you do certainly need it. And as I said, I, I meant I thought Angle's really good, so I meant for third place as well, oddly. So, um, yeah, there we go. What did John Askey have to say at the end of the game? He was actually quite chipper for once. Yeah, he was. So he said it was probably our best performance. I thought the word rate was um, what we're after. Um, we gave us a platform um, to play as well as we did. We came in at half-time thinking we should have scored more goals, really. That was the only disappointment. Hmm. Yeah. So not quite sure if I agree with that. But, um, yeah, this is what we needed and the club needed. You can't ask the players for more than that. So, yeah, we obviously ended Tuesday night um, on a positive. Um, those in the pro ASCII camp were out in force <laughs> on social media. Um, you took a battery, quite, quite vermently, yeah, kind of like pointing people out, saying, how dare you question the manager and all this kind of stuff. And getting quite personal, which I don't think anyone has, you know, I don't think there's need to get personal when you're sharing your views. You know, we all want to have a civil debate. So that was quite interesting to kind of see how passionate people are. And, you know, credit to them, you know, if they, they think ASCII's the right man, then um, they're, they're entitled to that opinion. And that's the beauty of football, isn't it? It's all about debates. Yeah, and we tried to cover how good that performance was, we should say. It was yeah. a good game. It was a good performance. It was a good win. Um, it, it's difficult because it was the Tuesday night game of the Saturday and we, we can't keep labouring that point. But, you know, you can't say anything other than ASCII picked the right team, made the right subs at the right time. The players put the effort in and they did what we would need to do this season if we were to start climbing the table significantly. But the biggest problem with this team all season, Ollie, is we have never backed up a league win no. with another one. And what no. came this next weekend is probably gone from what beating Barnsley at home is probably the best result of the season in terms of, of, of what we've done. We probably Definitely. followed that up with, let's be honest, our worst result of the season. And that level of just falling off a cliff edge is just yeah. so damaging for a manager in this, this club this yeah. season it's frightening yep hold that thought Glenn hold that thought <laughs> um, so um, yeah should we jump into the Oxford game yeah go on Oxford 3 Shrewsbury Town 0 and it was their centenary um um, they're kind of like big celebration where they try to con the fans with like a £14 shirt for 75 quid. So <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Not sure how many of those got sold. Even Brian wouldn't pull that shit. <laughs> no, that, that kind of, that's just kind of yeah. diabolical. <laughs> so um, I think one of the positives to kind of start with is um, the number, number of town fans that went. Yeah. So yeah, um, 594 town fans. So fair play to those. And Aid was one of them. I was. And and I were not, not as faithful. Yeah, I was walking across Wales doing a 32-mile walk with my wife as uh, she wanted to do a sort of big challenge before she's 40. So this was the weekend to do it. So yeah, unfortunately I missed out and my legs are still recovering two days later. But um, it was good for the fans to, to sort of have those numbers there. And I suppose the good thing about this performance was at least you only paid £12.50 to watch it, Aid. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bit, bit, bit the hands off, I did. At oh man, yeah. So at least, at least no one felt felt too uh, too robbed by it. At least you weren't paying full. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, you still feel me. robbed. We felt robbed. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, it wasn't even worth so, twelve fifty, Ollie. <laughs> 
And as you say, Glenn, it was, you know, a bad performance, a bad result. Yeah. And in the context, you know, Oxford only won one in 10 games Awful. and they were below us in the league. Um, and to lose 3-0 um, is quite an embarrassing scoreline, uh, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, it'd be fascinating to get your view on this aid. So, quickly, quickly, team selection was the same. So, we kind of started with the same team that started. That's the most bizarre uh, thing about it. Is that you yeah. know you went from feast to famine in in like four days with exactly the same team lineup? So three minutes and we were down. So not the best start to the game. <laughs> so it's a second corner in six succession. Ball swung in and unfortunately Haynes didn't track his man and it was a pretty easy header. Um, and yeah, not let's say not the best start for Town. And it didn't take too long for them to get another one. So a counter attack by Oxford. Town kind of all at six and sevens managed to swap positions and managed to keep them at bay. Um, but then a cross came in. Um, from their right flank and no one notices their right winger kind of just lurking on the edge of the um, edge of the box he runs in free header um, and yeah leaving the right winger of acres of space like that is just kind of schoolboy. oddly this is the first time i can remember this the extended highlights had not one town effort in the first half <laughs> so that was a bit frustrating so so obviously from the high of tuesday night aid what were you thinking at this point? So, you know, did you think the game was over, or like, how did you feel? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. You know, I got on the ground. I sat down quite low down the front, and uh, mate, mine, Lee Vaughan, tapped me on the shoulder. He said, "Plen, we're up the back." And I went and joined Richard Price and Dale Skitt of uh, you know of this. Yeah, parish. yeah, we know them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were sat there. They'd had a few shandies. I I drove to uh, to Oxford, and. Um, you know, the first one goes, and we just look at each other and we just go, we know what's coming here, guys. Mm. We know what's, because we, we saw that the lack of being switched on, basic defending. And the second one, when I actually clapped it, I thought it was a good move, but, you know, we also... Yeah, said, it was a good move from Oxford. Great move, but absolute garbage defending. Mm. It was got, and, you know... Coleman, you know, big hand, you need a big hand there. Nah, 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 it wasn't a big hand, was it? Straight there. And you just thought, <laughs> okay, here we go. And we, we've sort of been talking about asking as you do. And we're all sat there or stood there looking at each other. And, and I think that the response from the time looking at it, well, you know, what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? And yeah, game's over. And I thought, right, there's going to be some spot. There's going to be a reaction somewhere. But it wasn't. There was oh, nothing. Geez. It was mispass after mispass after, you know, lack of effort, lack of closing down. Where had it all gone? And all right, it was raining, it was cold, but oh, come on, Tony. Mm. No, it, it, it wasn't good enough. And I think, you know, we were looking at Busy and Busy was doing his normal thing. But there was a lot of town fans. There was a lot of anger starting to come out. It got to half time. Massive boo again. That's yeah. the second time this season. And, you know, we just also... And I went down underneath the concourse. I, I didn't really want to speak to anybody, but a couple of people sort of looked at me, raised their eyebrows. I shook my head up. Chris Allen was one, I think. Yeah. And, and it was just like... Have we really just seen that? <laughs> it sounds like... Glenn, remember at uh, remember against um, Bristol Rovers when I when you saw me when you were chatting to me yeah, at half time yeah. with your parents? Yeah, it's age. You sound like you just like I was at Bristol Rovers when we had that atrocious first half. I think it was your realization then, Ollie, that this was you, you were going to be going nowhere with Askey this season. <laughs> and I think most a lot of people have probably realized that before this. But if they oh. hadn't and they went to watch this game, I suspect that they probably saw enough at, at half time to think this is this is not going well, is no. it? To be honest with you, and and it's interesting. You, you know, you talk about you've just mentioned three Tewsbury fans that some of our listeners might know or they 
they might even well they'll be listening themselves. I think a few of them do. And you know these are town fans I've seen at town games for twenty thirty years now. Some of them, mm. and, and these are our regular away fans who are just saying and looking like this, and yourself included. And you mentioned busy, but I saw one of his Facebook posts this week, and he was saying you know it was absolute shite. And he said I've seen some shite over the years, and that was shite. And when you've got someone who's you know watched that many town games and has a fairly good bellwether on oh, shite, yeah. <laughs> um, when someone's like saying that, I do you know you sit up and take notice a little bit, don't you? I was trying to sort of register where this was in the shiteness. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't as Wimbledon with Mallon, Wimbledon mm. away, that nil-nil, was it 1-1 draw in the end, I think? Yeah, I think it might have been, yeah. yeah. I, I hated that game. I, yeah. I just thought that was awful. And I thought, oh, you know, some of the McNeil days, the Jake King days, yeah. the Ratcliffe days. Where did it really... And I thought, well, no, it's not really down yeah. there with them. Yeah. But it's on this bloody way, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, but it was. Yeah. And you just thought... Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Busy. I've, I've, he did a really good post, which has got a lot of likes. Um, he did it posted on Sunday, so the day after. So a little bit more time for him. So he, he said, um, so I asked him, like, you know, how bad were we? And he was fuming. Yes. So I said, like, was it that bad? Yeah. And he said it was beyond awful, Ollie. We had a great win on Tuesday, but the side played like a bunch of strangers yesterday. No passion, no fight, no co- no confidence or cohesion. That's down to the gaffer, surely. Um, rarely seen so angry at a match, and I've watched some shite over the yeah, years. Yeah, this is what we were talking Asking about. Asking needs to go. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, one, I think no, it's, it's good. It's, it's a really, really good post. Yeah. yeah. So he said, Asking needs to go ASAP. Feel like then there's a good squad of players with the right leadership. We could be looking at the top end of a very average division. Yeah. But I think it's a brilliant post by someone who's so passionate. He's seen so many minutes of Shrewsbury Town. You know, it's definitely an opinion that I think you have to, you know, you have to stand up and listen to. Yeah, yeah. we're going to come to the post match reaction in a minute. and you know, a lot, a lot of fans. You know, I, I don't think there's any guests we've ever had on Salopcast now who just weren't asking out. To be honest with you, I mean, I, we had Rob Fox on. I think it might have been earlier this season, and he's been quite pro asking And I was catching up with him today about it, mm. and even he's very negative about the situation now. And it, we don't want to preclude that conversation, but you just, you know, there's not many people I know that haven't really turned yet. But we'll we'll come to that because obviously this was half time and Aid was already spitting feathers, so. <laughs> They still had another goal to go yet, so I don't know what he did. But we'll come to what happened to Aid at the end of the game because he told me before we started recording, Ollie, and it is very, uh, very damning in terms of what Askey's team did. But um, yeah, half time. As I say, I, I I only really caught up with what the score was when they'd gone two 0 because I was walking across Wales and I just looked at my phone and I was like, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm just going to go. I'm just going. I'm just going to enjoy this day walking across Wales. I can't be bothered with this team at the moment. So I <laughs> was as much as I could be bothered to track it all through the game. So there we go. I think uh, even even miles away, I'm kind of feeling your pain. But um. Yeah, half time. So yeah, you came back up to your seat. Were you expecting anything better, or did you did you feel like it was just going to get worse, like it did? I, I was sort of thinking at the time, when am I going to leave? <laughs> I, I thought, well, right, if Tang, you know, gets to eighty minutes, it's still two 0 You know what? My car is stuck in that bloody car, horrid park, car right, park, yeah, right at the back. And I thought, realistically, you know what? If I come out after about 80 minutes, I might just be able to beat the traffic if, if, if we're too nice. And you know what, Glenn? I'm never like that. I mean, no, I people who yeah. know me all know, yeah, I'm legendary for probably turning up at matches late and all that jazz. <laughs> but not leave. I think I can count on, on my hand how many times I've left a match early and not on 80 minutes, not wanting to go on 80 minutes. No. And I, I just thought, yeah, again, we huffed and puffed and... and but again, it was the same. And you just thought, well, come on then, Oxford. Are you going to try and entertain this? Are you going to do it? This is your 125th birthday. And really, they went through the motions. They they didn't really do anything. They didn't got... need to, did they? They were 2-0 up. Yeah, but when you thought they would have gone for the joke... I, I can't believe we're talking about on this podcast how 
shit Oxford were yeah, in some and, ways. Well, that's the point, because I saw a lot of people saying that Oxford weren't even very good. Yeah. Is that were, true? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, they did some nice flicks and touches, and you thought, well, okay, entertain the crowd, big crowd, it's your 125th birthday, you're 2-0 up, now, come on. Special. Go for the yeah. And maybe, maybe then, Tang, Tang wake up, and you get a bit more space, hit them on the break, and... Mm. It just turned out into a nothing game, and I was watching the clock, and I just thought, you know what, on 80 minutes, I'm going to go, I'm going to get in my car, and I'm, I'm going to try and do do something that makes me a little bit happy. Uh, as some people know, I'm a bit of a rail enthusiast, and I thought, well, Dick Cott's half an hour down the road, I'll, I'll go do a bit of trade spot for Why half not? an hour. And I just thought... You get now, some joy out of the day, then. Are we now? Is this how it's going to be now? <laughs> so, yeah, I went to my car in 80 minutes, got in the car, so I heard a noise, which was obviously Oxford's third goal. I did hope and think, oh, it might be us, maybe I'll run back. But, but oh, no. so you heard the third goal going in. And, um, and then they turned on uh, Radio Oxford and they were saying about the the incident with the referee, which I've seen. But you, you know what the thing is about that third goal? What You know, if you watch it again on iFollow, it, it's... Yeah, it comes off it's the poor. ref. But it's our guys poor. don't do anything. Waterfall no. just sort of looks at the ball, almost gets scared. They're, they're all running away from it. Mm. And their guy finished. Yeah, great finish. Good but goal, yeah. What on earth yeah. were we doing? Mm. You know? Oh. So those who, who weren't there. So, yeah, so those in there, Waterfall gets the ball and he's kind of jogging forward at, like, kind of towards the centre circle. And he decides, I don't know why, only he can answer this question. He decides to pass the ball to the referee. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't no, hit the referee. No reason wouldn't why it was it under pressure? He? Wasn't a depression. He throws his arms up like a petulant child. Yeah, um, and then basically the ball comes to one of their players who does a slide to kind of push the ball onto onto Brown. Waterfall, as you say, is at sixes and sevens. Brown runs forward. There's absolutely no defence there. Defence. We have got three central defenders. Yeah, no seems to be there. Yeah, and then I, the, I yeah, nice finish. That. Coleman had no chance. And yeah. yeah, I think they, we, had, we had a few chances before that, but we looked dire. It was ponderous. It was slow. You know, there was no real good chances we created. And yeah, it was um, it was odd. And yeah, it's it's. And I just said, you know, I wrote here on the agenda. You know, when it's going against you, it's going against you. And that kind of third goal just kind of sums up any kind of um, not even luck, but it just we just kind of just. It's not surprising we even conceding that kind of goal. No, which no. is so very negative, but. I, it's just tiring. The thing I'm still not got my head round, and and it kind of comes to what Askey said, and we'll cover that in a little bit. Is obviously we've, we've kind of covered off that second half. We, we obviously lost three 0 You've talked about the third goal. You know, booze again at the final whistle, which you probably wouldn't have heard because you'd have been long gone. But you no, know, but sounded sounded like there was Askey out chance. Yeah, there was. Um, the OSC um, did some footage, and you know, in some ways, oh, I don't know if I really like that, but uh, he, he did pan up and, yeah. and it showed, and it was audible, and yep. he just thought. Right, well, that's it then. Well, I'm not surprised. Fan base turned, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think, and I say we'll come to the overall fan base in a minute. But you know, you got you got to that point. But my my question, I still haven't kind of got my head around is, and and you were at the game. You saw you saw both those games right this week. What what do you put those two different performances down to? Because Askey's post match has questioned the players' desire and commitment. But do you agree with him on that, or do you think that actually, you know, is, is he just trying to resolve himself for the blame? Because essentially, if he's sending players out and they're playing like that, he's got to kind of say. Well, I'm also in the same boat, essentially. I just can't understand how the same team in the same formation can place two very different games. That's what I can't... Having not seen the Oxford game, that's what I'm kind of confused by. It's. It, I think it, it's... You can't give a simplistic no, answer no. for okay. it. And I think they're obviously, you know, did the weather play part? I don't know. But I think the one thing I got out of it was as a team on Saturday, 
we were up for it. We mm. didn't look up for it. We looked scared. We didn't believe. Now, we've had all this before. We've had this at Luton, haven't we? Yep. You know, And yet, you go to Pompey, and, and we were the best team by a country mark. Mm. You know, and does that come back then to the managers? This is what we're saying. It, you know, does he lack that passion and drive? But even if he does, what on earth is his captain doing? What on earth are the rest of the players doing? They've all got responsibilities. And again, I, I didn't see too much arguing between the players. But I thought what was interesting was when Angle went off and Doherty went off. And yeah, I agree with Askew that probably Angle might have got sent off. Yeah. But it was it was the, the chatting that was going yeah, on. Yeah, I heard about this. You know, the, the, he looked and you just said, right, well, this is Mickey Mullaney and McNeil, Kevin Ratcliffe days. Lost the players you know. type thing. Yeah. So BBC Shropshire reported that um, the players were both arguing with the manager as they went off. Mm. Um, there's a bit of context for why they went off because I think those who, and I wasn't at the game, so those who were in the game were like, what, we've just taken off our top two goal scorers? Yeah. That's not a good sign. But there was a bit of explanation. Yeah, Angle was going to get sent off and apparently Dockett was struggling with his gashed leg. But still, both of them were not happy with the manager. And yeah, we'll um, we'll talk a bit <laughs> more about ASCII um, when we get to yeah. you've done your poll again, Glenn, I yeah, think it's worth yeah, bringing I'll, that I'll in. Come to that, come but to that later on. but um, maybe just before we get to the fan reaction, Aid, what was your top three? Uh, he doesn't want to give one. Um, my top three <laughs> was number one were the fans that stayed to 90 plus whatever it was. The second one would be the fans that stayed till 80 minutes. <laughs> the third one would have been the fans that booed. <laughs> and no, look, that's been really churlish of me. I haven't got a top three because out of our team, there was none of them deserved to be in a top three, let alone a top 11. Uh, Issa, come on, and he looked bright, but what, two, three minutes? But you can't give anyone anything for that, yeah. You know, okay, you can't, as you say, you can't get... It was a shocking performance, and if the players think that's good enough, then I'm sorry. We're in that, trouble. Yeah. 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 I, I want to ask Aid a different question, Aid. I, I, want, to, I want to say, who's the, who are the three players that annoyed you the most? <laughs> uh, waterfall. Oh. Um... Waterfall <laughs> and Coleman. Oh, really? Because I, I, kicking was bad right. again, wasn't it? Okay, here, here we go. You know, the goal rubbish. Yeah. Um, all three goals rubbish. Really, you could say goals one and three. He wasn't protected by his defence. Okay, mm. so you then look at the defence. Rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Midfield no bite. Rubbish. Going forward, toothless pow. Powder puff. Yeah. You know, as much as I like Faye and Angle, Angle just threw his toys out of the, pla- out of the pram. Ockenberry, um, <sighs> okay, he thrives on service. You've got to give him the right service. But if you're not giving the right ball, but try and make something happen, mm. didn't. So, yeah, okay. everybody then. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm angry. You know, I, I like, wouldn't say I, I, I give up on being angry now. Yeah. I'm too old, too long in the tooth. But, you know, there were times I just thought, what the you know, yeah, he's going yeah, on here, like. That's fair enough. It's fair enough. It's 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 not good, is it, Ollie? To be honest with you, and no. um, yeah, you, you know, it, it's the, the post match. We'll come to what asking now because I think it's worth probably just going on from that because you talk about you don't get angry, but a lot of fans did get angry, and it obviously then spiralled into yeah. what what how. I think he must have seen the anger and heard it, and his post match post match interview was very interesting, wasn't it, Ollie? Yeah, it was, and yeah, I'll, I'll let you go through. Yeah, it. Go I agree on. with you. He looked like he was close to tears. He did. I, he, I, I, looking at him, he did look his, like he was, was something close to in tears. his voice. Yeah, it was. It was a little break, mm. a little crack when he first started took it, and it was a lot of like scratching his head and sort of not looking over where he was being asked the question, sort of what staring off into the distance. It was, 
I don't know, he's not the most engaging man when he does interviews anyway, and we're, we're almost bored of listening to them, but watching that one was actually probably the most fascinating for a while, because there was definitely something going on behind the eyes. Um, but yeah, he said he couldn't explain how you know that went from, from what we were at on Tuesday to now. Um, he said it wasn't good enough, and the players need to look at themselves. He questioned the players' desire again, which we talked about on the podcast last week, so that's now becoming a bit of a continuing theme. Um, one of the quotes was, quite a few of our players, you just don't know what you're going to get from them each week which concerns me as a quote, if I'm honest with you. Um, he lamented the first minute, 10 minutes, but then I thought kind of glossed over the rest of the game, which also, from what Abe said, wasn't very good. And he maintained that we competed line, um, which he's been trotting out for most of the games that we've not really competed in. Um, and then he was asked about his future, called it irrelevant. Um, and then he said, I don't want to be stood on the touchline watching that. And I'm sure the supporters don't want to be watching that either. You got that right, John. Um, yeah. They've got to realise and hold themselves accountable because it wasn't down to tactics or anything to do with the shape. It was just down to a lack of desire today, which is disappointing for the manager. So that's why I kind of briefly mentioned it at the start. You know, if he's maintaining that, hey, I didn't do nothing wrong, seems a little bit like I'm trying to trying to talk myself out of a bit of trouble. But yeah, yeah. It, it does sound like it was a combination, as, as Aid said, of, of all those problems. Um, and Ollie, the net result of it was we slipped down the table again, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It's um, it's not looking good. <laughs> um, the teams below us are starting to win some games. Yep. Um, so now um, we are nineteenth with fifteen points. Um, below us are Bristol with fourteen, then Oxford with fourteen, Plymouth with thirteen, Wimbledon with eleven, and, and Bradford with ten. So the teams below us are starting to pick up points. You know, you know, having less than a point per game is normally relegation form. We're on yeah sixteen out uh, sixteen. Um, played now uh, and we've only got 15 points which is pretty shocking um, yeah so in terms of obviously that was ASCII's reaction and then the fans reaction online was just like volcanic um, so you had the fans obviously who weren't at the game you know who were pretty miffed so I pr- quite quickly did the three word match report about half five and it just started flooding in my phone was going a bit mad so it was ASCII could go tonight rolling its time think it's time um it gets worse um it was yeah a bang of bag of poop no more excuses no more chances nowhere to hide enough is enough lost the team time to go rabbit in headlights Crikey. and this was just like boom 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 all the fans kind of having this and for me it's always interesting in the sometimes you get the fans at the game and the fans are listening on the radio or online have a bit of a sometimes a bit of a disconnect isn't there we talked about it um, when we had played Portsmouth for example there was a bit of a disconnect when the fans came online they're like no no lads we're actually we were quite positive we're quite good this wasn't this this was just more fuel to the fire when those who, who got back on the coaches and were kind of you know, passengers in the cars started tweeting mm. and texting and mm. messaging on, on Facebook um, it was just overwhelmingly and that's obviously what happened in Beavis Shropshire as well so Mark Elliott was saying you know he had about 80 texts all negative and mm. one positive the the tide had turned massively, um, and this is yeah. before obviously asking even we heard Asky's comments. In the morning, I've just listened to everything you said, and I literally picked my phone to check it hadn't been sacked. We're recording, we're recording this on Monday just because it's happened before. <laughs> yeah. Things like this have happened. Very true. Because we're recording this on Monday night. Obviously, we said to everyone last week we were going to postpone it a day, and, and there was a very strong possibility that he might have gone today. In all honesty, now he hasn't gone, which in my view means he's likely to be in charge at Wimbledon. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to sack him Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's a bit weird, but. You know, in terms of, of, of fans turning, we're not talking for everybody, right? We're just trying to take snapshots. I think Ada's perfectly encapsulated the frustration of watching Talop on Tuesday, uh, sorry, on Saturday, and we've, we've we've captured how good it was on Saturday. So there's there's still that kind of dichotomy that we might push push a team somewhere along the line. But I've been running a poll every Saturday night now after each game. So obviously they've not all been losses. And three weeks ago it was sixty percent asking. 
Two weeks ago, it was 49% ASCII in. I did it on Saturday night, and it was 17% ASCII in, 80, 83% he's got to go. Which, which to me is, is you know, that's that shows the flip. It, for me, it was this week, it was the flip. Um, and I know, Ollie, you, you've been saying you're ASCII out for a while, and Sean Evans had been on and said a couple of weeks mm. ago that he wanted him to go, and a few other people had been on, and I, I'd said I was going to give it to Oxford. I'm happy enough to say I, I'm quite happy for him to go now, and I, I'm happy to say ASCII out, in all honesty. I mean... I didn't go to the game. I didn't see the performance, but I know people. We've talked to people like, hey, you, you have friends, family, and friends that've gone, and I'm, I can, can, I can, in my mind's eye, I can see that performance because I've seen enough of town this season to know exactly what it was like. So, I'm, I'm, I'm on board, Ollie. I'm, I'm joining the asking out campaign, and I suppose it's fair, fair question now is, where are you at, Aid? <laughs> yeah, let's keep him in. <laughs> the, uh, it, regretfully, yeah, um, there is a regret because it. It, it is regretfully. He's, he's a nice guy. But I'm afraid to say, and it, it's an awful thing to say, I just don't think we're going to go anywhere with this guy. So. Now that you know, you've got to look a bit longer term. I think we have to be careful, though, that if we do get rid of him, that we have to have a a manager that can come in and deliver what we want. And what Shrewsbury Town fans want is attacking football, a team that will die for the shirt, and a manager that will engage with the fan base. Those are the three. And I'm sorry that, you know, if you interview those guys and they don't tick that box, then I'm sorry they shouldn't be manager of Shrewsbury Town. I don't particularly like all that cat calling to the chairman and Brian about making a bad decision because that can happen in life and in yeah. business, can't it? Yeah. You know? I don't think it's been and on too paper, bad either, and on actually, paper, yeah, and on paper we were saying, you know, it sounds like a fairly sound decision. And, you know, sometimes you make these decisions and and, you, and I don't think I wouldn't, wouldn't criticise the club for for, for, for appointing him. You know, it was a bit of an, not an, even an off-field, it was held, you know, it was just a decent um, appointment. He'd done well in the in the conference. Why wouldn't he give this this lad, a, this, this lad, this bloke a chance? Mm. Um, I, I still think town fans have given him a chance. I think, you know... Oh, yeah, everyone, he has everyone, had a chance. Everyone can say this is quite early for people to be being like this, but it isn't now. We're sitting here, it's November the 1st, pretty much, in, in a couple of days, you know. We're, we're, you know, what now? Five points from being bottom of this bloody league, and one team's got a game in hand on us. So, you know, it's not like we're we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We are in a massive relegation scrap. I don't care what anyone says. You can say, but we need to make a decision now, don't yeah, we? And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You need and to I think just to go one, on, can I add one caveat? As well, not one caveat, one point. I think to, to your list, aid. I think we need someone who's a strong man manager. Yeah. We need, you know, we heard, we heard, because we, we, the people we chat to sometimes, and you kind of get hear things. And Paul Hurst, you know, kind of ran the training ground and ran the team with, you know, not an iron fist, but there was respect for him. Um, and, and you know, you'd never see a Paul Hurst player arguing with him on the sideline. Not, not a Shrewsbury Town player, anyway. Um, you never, never would have seen that. The players, you know, respected him. Um, we need a manager who's going to come in who's got a, you know, got that personal, that personality to come in and kind of stamp his. Mm. Um, and also, we need to do some basics. So, the, so the, some of the the play that we did on Saturday, watching back um, on the extended highlights, there was huge gaps in between our players. So we need to do a bit of a, you know, what whole Paul Hurst came in. You know, get that back down to basics and have someone who's a bit of a leader. Um, well, just add those ask, to the, ask to he the always says whenever anyone asks him about these sorts of problems, oh, how are we going to remedy this problem? I think Lewis Cox asked him it, it, maybe after the game, it was in one of the Shop Star, of course, he said it's about going back to the training pitch and working hard. But, you know, surely you've been doing that all this season and you're still turning out these performances with these massive gaps in and these big problems in the middle of October. So, you know, there's got to be something more than just working hard on the training pitch. There's, there's this, this je ne sais quoi, there's this something missing for him mm. as a manager in this team and, and, it, and the fans. And none of those three things, if they're not all on the same page, it's very, very hard for a football club to go forward with a, with a positive mind frame. And it's going it, it, to... Right, what would it take now, yeah, is a question. What would it take if 
The first question is, I just said before, I don't. I think you'll probably be in charge of Wimbledon, won't you? And I think, would anyone disagree with that? It just seems, it, I think by the end of Tuesday, if he's still in place, then yeah. He okay, will. so you're giving it another day, fair enough. So if yeah. he yeah. is in charge at Wimbledon, what would, it, what would it take for him to turn you around in terms of a manager now? Because you, you can say, well, I, I'm asking out. It, you know, you don't, if, it'd need a miraculous recovery of some kind for yeah. us to be sitting here in January thinking, do you know what, we got through that period and he's turned it around a bit. I, I, just, I just can't see it really. And, yeah, and no. that's maybe why I've kind of gone over the edge now. It's just, I, I, in my mind's eye, I can't see how he turns this situation around. And even if he was to be able to turn us around, there are many, many less well-reasoned, well-minded fans that will never, ever give him another chance. And he will constantly be hounded by certain people. Um, and I don't know, some people have said this week, because we've had quite a bit of interaction online, haven't we, Ollie, about people who turned against him from the start. And I don't think they did. I think the, no. I think the main thing for Shrewsbury Town fans that was a big step back, Ollie, was that bloody Q&A aid. And I think yeah. he went. No, and, I and the reports back from it. And... and it was it, it's it was such a misstep for him not to come across as a bit more engaging and likable. And I know it doesn't matter to everybody, but that has filtered into our fan base, and it was mm. the baseline from where we came from. And I still think it was important back then. But go on, are you about to say something? Yeah, I think I think it's a really good point just to kind of go over that. You know, it's taken us quite a while to get to this point. Mm. Um, for me, it was kind of Bristol Rovers was kind of the you know before then I was all positive. You yeah, know, we were. Um, the port like the Luton games was something in it. The Pompey game was fantastic. You know, it was a really good performance. And we thought you know we're going to start twigging. You start you know start turning this into results. Um, he ha- you know in terms of some some fans didn't like him because they didn't like the kind of the conference manager and then they saw the interview and they were kind of done. Some people were done, but that was a very very small minority. Yes. Um, and over that it's been a bit like you know in terms of like you know it's been like a sand timer. You know just one or two little people you know one or two at a time it's trickled up until as you put your poll suggests you know it's been very slow in terms of moving the pendulum um in terms of what does he need to do he needs to go on a fantastic run yeah and absolutely you know we're on we're on 18 percent win rate now we need to go to like an 80 percent win rate and we need to do it because uh, you know for a good number of games as you alluded to at the start of the pod again we haven't won games back to back we need to win several games back to back we need to put some good performances together um and we need to yeah we need to climb up that league table but the trouble is we just don't see that happening and no. that's why I think the fans and even if he survives this week if you, oh, you know, doesn't mean Wimbledon, anything, does Wimbledon will be fatal if he doesn't win that game that's that's must win now in all honesty and, and oh. I, I just can't I can't envisage if we got no less than three points out of that the clamour would be like 100% to go surely everyone would have given up the ghost by then but there we go. It's interesting. I think one of the other It'd things. It'd be interesting just... to see if there's a reaction if we do win. Yeah. With people who are asking in, if there is many left, what will their reaction be to to, to Saturday? It'd be interesting to see or whether the poll creeps back up. I mean, you know, yeah, I don't know. We're not very good against the poor teams in this league, are we? So you can't really be no. too positive about it next week. We'll come to predictions in a minute. I think the other interesting thing about reaction, because we've called this section "What Now for Asky Really," was. Um, for me, the press response as well. So yeah. Mark Elliott and Lewis Cox, fair play to them because we know what this football club can be like with negative criticism sometimes. Um, it's not so bad with its managers, but it's normally the chairman, isn't it? But both of them had, were very erudite, I thought, particularly Lewis's article he wrote yesterday. And I thought, I listened to some of the stuff that Mark had done on the radio that um, someone had clipped for me. I thought the, the points they were making were, were more than reasonable, but they, they were very, very negative, ASCII, and very clear and robust about the, the situation he changes. So it isn't just the fans. It feels like there's been a little bit of a turn in, in the um, in the media side of things we've got covering the football club as well. And I think that also adds to the pressure, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's worth saying that Lewis Cox's article is brilliant. Absolutely fantastic article, mm. really well written for someone of you know not being rude to him as someone who's you know he's he's young of age. He's not a he's not an experienced you know he's not a long term you know writer. He's yeah. starting his career out, and it's an absolutely fantastic article. And it's something you should be proud of, and it it's it's not 
Um, so it's not spiteful. It's it's not you know it's not going jumping off a cliff. It's, it's not poison it's pen. Very no. measured. No, it's very measured, and it's a great article. And yeah, we tweeted it out, and we'll tweet it out again. You know, it's it's an article that um, all fans of both camps, you know, asking and out, should have a read, and everyone should read it. And they've got you know they've got to be honest, haven't they? Really, because it's so difficult. Because fans are seeing this, they can't not <laughs> pretend that they just to try and keep the club sweet. They can't just pretend this sort of stuff's not going on. To be fair to Stuart Dunn, I think he's been absolutely amazing in his yeah. his tact of question because there must be some point that Stuart just wants to go, come on, you yeah, know, yeah. what do you really think about this? You know, and his questioning is very subtle to the point, but you know, it does it does sort of grind and it you sort of think, right, come on then we want a reaction. Come on, John. You know, where's your reaction to this? And his reaction is, well, nothing. His reaction um, is three claps and down the tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's his that's his trademark. Yeah. He's going to be remembered yeah. as that, isn't he? So, three clap, ask. Three three clap, John. There we go. Um, so there we go. I think that's covered all the points I had on here. Really, it's sort of Willie last the week is the interesting thing, yeah. and I kind of you know me and Ollie have been talking about this. I think that they'll probably sack him tomorrow when we've done this podcast now, just so we have to do a new one, which Maybe. is proper awkward. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to see how that goes, Ollie. But yeah, is anything else really you've got to say on, on this situation? No, a manager has been sacked, but it's not Shrewsbury Towns, it's Real Madrid. Um, oh, really? So, yeah, oh, they, wow. they, they've taken the plunge early as well. Oh, I have just thought of one other thing we should mention on this, because if, if if he was to get sacked, Ollie, a certain other manager did get sacked this week, and I know you don't want him back, but there's been a lot of chat, hasn't there, this week about Mr Hurst? Yeah, I... I yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? So I'll, I'll say my penny's thoughts. <laughs> I don't think I don't. Not that I wouldn't want him back. Mm. I, I would be happy for him to come back. I think he's a great manager. I don't think he will come back because there is so many other options. So there's 24 teams in League One, 24 teams in League Two. He doesn't need to come back to Shrewsbury, nope. and I think for him, you know, he'd probably much better off taking a fresh challenge. Probably even having a break from the game. I'm sure he's been handsomely rewarded his time at his switch. Probably needs a bit of a break and a bit of, bit of time out. So, but I just can't see him coming back at all. So, I think it's maybe it's maybe obvious for you know um, people to think, oh wow, at Hurst. I don't know. I just can't see him coming back. What do you guys think? I, th- I think you know. It's, it, my difference is I can't see him coming back because of the bad blood between probably him, Brian, and Roland. Now looking at looking back at what went on there and the sort of reading between the lines and the comments that Brian made. You remember he went on the radio yeah. that what, next morning after it happened and he was livid, wasn't he? And you know that's such a hard bridge to build. So it's probably never going to happen because. I don't think that this football club's got the ability to just sort of let bygones be bygones. I think that, as you say, there's lots of other options for Hurst, and if we were to lose Askey, there's lots of other managers out there. In all honesty, yeah, you know? exactly. And, and so that you know, the, the timing might not be right for him to come back now. I think one day down the line it might be, but I think now is probably not the time. Um, I don't know. Do you agree? Do you agree on it? it it's how's it going to work? I mean, I w- I would drive and go and get him tomorrow. I think mm. we all would. But then, okay, so he, he's Shrewsbury Town manager tomorrow night. Well, okay, it's a bit like when he come in, yeah. but what he's got to get to January, and and now his confidence is a little bit, you know, shaken because of what's happened at Ipswich. He's got to do it again. It's just seems yeah. so. I've seen that's like a. It's like playing, you know, a computer game again and again and again. You yeah. get a bit bored. I think he he he's not going to come back. If he does, I'll I'll oh, I'll be very it. surprised. <laughs> yeah, and also if he comes back, say tomorrow. Um, he's taken over us in a worse position than we were under Mellon, which is the frightening thing yeah. about how this season's gone so far, isn't it? It's we've actually accrued less points, I think, in oh. this first fifteen games. Have we? I thought and we then, had ten. Oh, maybe, maybe then. maybe because the Barnsley win might have changed yeah. that. I was looking at this last week, so but it's not. It's not vastly different, maybe. Yeah. But Sorry, there's one question actually for Aid. So, Aid, um, one thing that um, is interesting, the, the, um, the guy from the D3-D4 podcast pointed out is Haynes as 
let's say, let's be polite, rather poor. Um, so for me, the defensive <laughs> recruitment has been quite poor. I just wonder, well, that's, I'm kind of giving you a loaded question there, but what's your kind of view on the kind of defensive recruitment? Uh, well, I think the recruitment full stop has been poor, hasn't it? We, you know, I think this is the crux of the matter, and we were talking about it on Saturday. OK, we let a lot of good people go, but we still spent £600,000. Let me say that again. Yeah, yeah. £600,000 thousand pounds on players that with all due respect you know we, we sometimes we talk about the squad being good and it's a good squad really see i mentioned this to Ollie really? last week for the first time I, i'm getting a bit sick I of that there's a good team here that can get us top 10 the more you watch and put performances in like oxford yeah. and, and we've not seen that but I, you know i'm getting the vibe and, and other performances we've seen ollie i do think are, are these lads as good like i've been consistent all season saying Gilead's not a patch on Rodman at League One no. level. He really isn't. But at the start of the season, everyone was like, oh, he's shit art, he's quick, he's pacey. He's got absolutely no no brain, no craft. And I know that Rodman has had a terrible time at Bristol Rovers, but I can't imagine it would have been, you know, he'd have had a lot of the fan support here. It might have been that little 5% that, like last season that kept him going. I'd have had Rodman in over, over Gilead any point last se- uh, at the start of this season. And, you know, when you start to then compare players like for like for last season, then you start to think, actually, now, the more this goes on, the more... You know, there's not too many of them, is there, that would probably have got into the team mm. last year? Grant's in a go-go. I agree, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Grant, I, th- I think I think Doherty's a good player. I think Norburn's all right. I think, I think I, we've got a decent Doherty team. I think, well, that's what I mean. I I'd have Nolan should... over both of them, though, Ollie. But then... But then you look at the, how the players are performing this year and they're all really struggling. So yeah. I think the more that we look at the last season, um, I think it was just like, you know, the per- everything disaligned, the stars yeah. were aligned, the fitness was there, the s- everything just kind of worked. Yeah. <laughs> Till we got to the cursed place, which is Wembley. And I was yeah. thinking, I, I put a post on Twitter today saying that the Wembley curse has infected everybody from last season because almost everybody associated with us last season is having a terrible time other than Dean Henderson. Hurst has obviously got sacked along with all the backroom staff. Agogo um, can't get in the Coventry team. Brown can't get in the Coventry team. Rodman struggling at Bristol Rovers. Payne's got a disciplinary hearing at Bristol Rovers today because he was slagging his own fans off or something. Um, and you can count them all in the hands. You know, Sam Jones went out to Cheltenham, headbutted a guy the other week. Um, there's, there's hardly anyone who was associated with. It. Obviously, Cotton Morris has got his bad injury. You can't get over. And there's only Dean Anderson who's having a good season out of pretty much that core that we had last year. So, unfortunately, the curse of 2017-18, where we couldn't quite get it done at Wembley, reverse the curse and all that, it seems to have malingered over everybody this season, which is unfortunate. I mean, look, look at the ones that are still here. Sadler's been dropped. Wally's got an injury. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's only Beckles Bolton. is not doing Bolton. a very good season. Beckles no, has been terrible. Yeah. Bolton's been bang average. He didn't play the start of the season. So, um, McGivery maybe is the only other one that you could sort of say has yeah. sort of had a better time of it, really. Yeah. So, it is interesting how, how you know everyone wants last season back, but all those players and managers are having a terrible time. So mm. who knows, Ollie? Who knows? So other than that, everything's really hunky dory. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fine. You know we we are going up. <laughs> um, oh, oh no, God. <laughs> I think let's leave let's leave talking about what's gone on there, and I think we'll just we'll just throw forward to predictions and round it up, Ollie. Morris to Wally on the right hand side, ball in towards the far post towards Humphries. Payne scores. He's done it again. So predictions then, um, we'll round off the podcast now. So last week I went for a 1-1 draw, which was certainly a lot closer than Ollie going for a 1-0 win. <laughs> well, you mem- remember the context, I thought we were going to win, so we carry on suffering and having the manager. Oh yeah, well, you kinda, we kind of got the results for the two games last week, the wrong way around yeah. when we look back now. But um, yeah, so I'm still ahead by seven points, Ollie. Um, so our, our next prediction this week is, is the one game we've got, which is AFC Wimbledon away, who are below us and are not having a great season either, so... Yeah, I say, as I'm ahead, I'll go first, Ollie. I'm going to go for us to draw 1-1. Yeah, I'm going for the same. 
I'm going to go for the most boringest nil-nil <laughs> ever. It'll be mind-numbingly boring. There'll be a gale. I'll have had a few beers because I'm going on the train. Mm. Um, I, I, I'd love us to win. Yeah, we all would still. I, that's the I thing. Just, I'm going to be, you know, I've got a ticket in the stand, and I just think, oh, I just want to see some entertaining football and us really going for it. But you just know it's going mm. to be the most dullest game ever. They're, they're struggling. We're struggling, and all. Nil, nil it is. It's interesting because I, I, I'm still having an hour about going to this one. Ollie. I don't think you're going to go, are you, mate? No, I don't no. think so. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm, in, I'm, yeah. I don't think you're having a busy um, time at work, aren't you? So that's fair enough. Busy time at work, and yeah, I've been to a lot of sporting events in the last few weeks. Yeah, you've been to London two weeks in a row to watch the <laughs> NFL. I don't know why you wouldn't go yeah. for a third and watch, watch Wimbledon. Um, I've got the kids next weekend, so I'm tempted to take them down for a weekend in London. So I'm, I'm having an hour about that. But it's almost like one of those things where if we've got a new manager, say for example, I would definitely go because you'd want to see that first game in charge. Mm. If it was Sadler in charge, I probably wouldn't go, you know, if it was a caretaker for the weekend. Because I remember going to those four caretaker games oh, under Danny Coyne, and those were dreadful. That's... And we lost all of them, didn't we? And I went to all four of those games Bradford away, I can't remember the other ones. Warsaw. And then two at home, wasn't it? So if it's a caretaker, I probably wouldn't go. But then if it's Askey still in charge, I might go because, you know, it's like that thing of watching a car crash in slow motion. It's, you know, people like watch fail videos, don't they? Or they watch like these disasters happening and unfolding in front of you. And I think. I don't know. I, I quite like being at the games where there's like a watershed moment at a football club. So, you know, we went and saw Gary Peters. Yeah, I remember Barnet. that last game, Barnet away. And yeah. He didn't go until the Monday or the Tuesday, yeah. even, did he? But um, we were all thinking he'd gone on the Saturday night. And I just, I don't know. I saw, there's always that thing about saying, I was there when that happened or I was there when that happened. So even Askey's in charge, I probably will go. If we've got a new manager in charge, I'll probably go. But caretaker, I'm not too sure. So I don't know. But either way, you know, it's, it's difficult to predict because we don't know who will be in charge, what formation we'll be playing, you know, whether it's any of those three options, really. And, um, yeah, so I think that's a fair fair set of... Uh, go for a draw, all of us. I think that's a fair set of assumptions, to be honest with you. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week, isn't it? And we don't have a Tuesday night game this week, so it's like seven days to stew on it for the Woo-hoo! club. So, <laughs> Christ knows what, m- m- what sort of attitude the fans and the, and the players will be in for Saturday, Ollie. Yes, yeah, the thing is, watch this space, isn't it? I think everyone's going to be fresh in their phone to see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, um, we're 16 games in now um, in the league. Um, obviously, we've got the FA Cup um, draw against oh, Salford. Yeah. We were going to talk um, about that, weren't we? But yeah, <laughs> that's but got disaster. I, 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 I could just see yeah, non-league, um, um, non-league defeat, classic Shrewsbury Town, and uh, when we're, we're struggling. The only good thing to say about that is it would not be as bad as losing to Staines because they're a whole different yeah they're a whole different yeah. ball game aren't they? Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're quite so a big team. I, I you know I wouldn't be surprised to see it pretty evens that game when it comes to the odds. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I think it's uh, leave it there, Ollie, and say thanks to Aid for joining us again this season. And yeah, it, it was honestly when he came on last year, it was completely opposite, wasn't oh, it? And it's, it was, it's so yeah. funny how we're getting these guests giving us both sides of the coin, Ollie. So yeah, thanks for joining us, Aid, and, and you're no welcome problem. back on towards the end of the season. Um, I should just say, Ollie, you know, we've been talking about this Christmas special we're putting together and I've asked Aid to join us on that which is we're going to be going to the pub and, and we've got five of us going to talk about the, the conference season so hopefully that will be coming together in November so you will hear again from Aid before the end of the season um, and yeah cheers cheers, Ollie I hope you're, you're doing alright mate as, as, as you can be and same to all Shrewsbury Town fans and we'll, we'll catch everyone next Sunday back to our regular scheduled programme Ollie cool cheers guys <laughs>